pride is healthy. It's healthy for individuals, families, communities, and societies. To delay its evolution could be a delay of health. As the fanfare increasingly joins the various celebrations called Pride in the United States, it's kind of neat to see a trend, a narrative, a value system gradually make its way into the mainstream. Kind of neat? Yeah, the generational, gradual movement is frankly just too slow for the human psyche to bear. Pride as a mental health concept is another contributor to one's health, could be true for a nation as well, I suppose. Gradual pride is potentially delayed health. Conceptually, pride has been a bit of a controversy, though, dating back to ancient times, with cautions of bragging and arrogance, and these types abound in the teachings of generations. It was, and maybe still is, as if pride were a dirty word. I recall once overhearing a mother admonish her teenage daughter in a battle of the wills. She began, young lady, your pride is going to get you into trouble someday. Her sense of pride remained, and the mother's authority shifted it not. A win for the teen and a line in the sand for the mom, it would seem. A shift in pride, emergent in the LGBTQ community, can be contributory in the psychological benefits to owning, having, sharing, and being that which might be called a full sense of self. And like all selves, not everyone will like that which is a sense of you. However, this podcast is not about people-pleasing. It's instead about pride and a national platform that shapes it from being a dirty word to one that is now about beauty. Not only in rainbows and liberty and sex, but as a state of being that is, well, quite healthy. Pride as a parade can be dated back to a coal miner strike against the socialized government that ran the businesses of coal mining in the 1980s. The oppressive government taxing the coal miner in unfair ways that are of the making of any walkout was caught by the eyes of the LGBTQ community even before the community had its name. As they watched the forces of politics, government, and police harass coal miners for what was no valid moral reason, even it could be argued to be as a legal one, a few uncharacteristic LGBT leaders of the time elected to intervene on the harassing coal miners' behalf unannounced and uninvited. Uncharacteristic LGBTQ leaders? Well, one of them, by the way, was believed to be the first AIDS patient in the world, if I recall my history correctly here. But why were they unannounced and uninvited? Why did the LGBTQ do this? The LGBTQ of the 1980s in the British world of governing businesses such as coal could relate to being bothered for doing what was, well, natural right, and that which was about making the world a better place. Here, in an unlikely wedding of sorts, the hardline right-thinking coal miners being defended without invite by the equally hardline left LGBTQ community culminated in a parade of coal miners, their families and children with LGBTQ folks' flags flying, flare to promote the point. We are not going to be bullied by assholes because sooner or later, somehow, there will be more of us to fight the issue of oppression and abuses of power for whatever its source 
coal miner or not, LGBTQ or not. And the idea of pride in a world stage, later making its way to the U.S. By the way, how about that? Pride didn't even originate in the good old USA. It began right there, across the pond, and out of step it would seem. Here, a sense of pride at multiple levels and in multiple themes and a dynamic encounter of the oppressed, protecting the oppressed of other causes, settles as a thing. A thing to be, a thing to stay, and an announcement that we are who we are because of who we are. You cannot continue to harm us in shame, put-downs, bigotry, positions of your morality, and not even within your supposed cloak of the law. It was as if one moral judgment was being said to override another. What I would argue is the false sense of pride, by the way, wherein the whole idea of morality becomes a justification to injure? Pride as an emerging popular thing in this country is not without the flaws of popularity bandwagons, by the way. A Facebook post not too long ago made it clear that this popular trend is appreciated for what it is opening up. But the real credit to those who have pride in sexuality are to the ones who promoted their pride when their lives were at stake for doing so. They are the seminal contributors to the freedom so enjoyed today with its perpetuating flaws duly noted. The point is, pride was once sufficient to levy a death penalty regardless of who you slept with, and that too was once a cause for death as well. In some cases, it still is. Today, this is less and less the case in the United States. However, those in countries like Africa and in Russia do not yet have such protections of life like that of a sense of pride long fought by many and for some who are the subsequent beneficiaries of a new and finally emerging normal in this country and this new view of pride, one that has required extensive and dynamic alterations in personal and global lives, the realm of pride is here and it is refreshingly healthy. Recently I was walking in DC and I saw the words, quote, remember that pride started with a riot, end quote likely referencing Stonewall. Stonewall. Stonewall was a riot. However, it was and is not the origins of pride. That was a 1980s event that occurred not at all in the U.S., across the pond, as I mentioned earlier, with an, a country who bore the revolt of a revolutionary war at some distant past, too. Not every nation in the world has been or is nearly as concerned about what people do in their bedrooms as those of us in the U.S., and not every country in the world is obsessed with taking credit for that which they did. Those other countries are not trying to be great for the ways their people shaped a nation for the better. They are going about making changes and then living as if something was accomplished and its benefits are now enjoyed. And before I continue here, the quote-unquote great comment is not a political reference, although the subconscious mongers will look for it to have ulterior meanings. Besides, I think my political views are pretty clear in my first podcast. This podcast is about the psychological value of true pride. Today's news highlights the emerging crowd of a straight pride celebration. If this were not a cultural aberration to reality, it might be a really cool thing, this idea of a straight pride. An aberration? Sure, straight people live in a majority heterocentric, 
and therefore heteronormative, and therefore for them an inherent living advantage compared to the LGBTQ folks. Besides, the first pride included straight people. Not by invitation of gays, but by the gays' purposed action to protect them from their abusive government. Straight people have been welcomed in the LGBT community for all of its history. Oddly, gay people have not been likewise welcomed in the straight community. Straight pride as a cultural phenomenon in American culture can be predicted, and I will do so now, to last in brevity. If straight people had a true sense of pride, it would show up in the masses of them who attend the actual pride. The point here is that there remains plenty of resistance to pride by those mostly in communities of great faith and great wealth. It's possible that condemning morality protected in the hubris of cash makes such primitive living with all of its benefits, well, blinding. If not faith and wealth as the continuation of resistance to pride, then it must be that of insecurities. Maybe some pride would help a bit here too, huh? The world, not just the U.S., has a great deal to learn from the loving people who make up LGBTQ. And as the world stage continues to align with that loving view, regardless of its source, the loving view must be regarded, by the way. The false sense of pride can be set aside to hear, see, and experience the acceptance and affection and enthusiasm of a community that not only wants to be free and equal, but who seems to want the same for you too, whoever you are. Now that would be a sense of pride. There's a lot to learn. Why is pride so loud, you may ask? Well, you can call it flair, flamboyance, hedonism if you must. Yet another word to add corruption to something good and positive like pleasure. But in part, it is so loud so as to be heard by a majority that continues to find ways to pretend something is not a thing. And in part, pride is so loud by its very nature. When a person wins the lottery, there's plenty of flamboyance plenty of hedonism, and that's considered normal. When the commercials show a sexy this or a sexy that, you know, like a famous singer lusting through the hotel doorway of a hottie on the other side in some fantasy triggered by the aroma of cologne or perfume, or maybe a shampoo commercial where orgasm appears to be at play during its use, no one seems to say a word. When the drag queen poses for a photo op with her hands covering another person's private parts, judgment in the, heterosec- in the heteronormative flourishes. When the word church and gay are partnered, where beliefs and sex are not found to be mutually exclusive, how ridiculous is that, the heteronormative judgments flourish. When the transgender announces they are straight, a heteronormative judgment flourishes. That heteronormative judgment thing is easy to view clinically as evidence of something I mentioned earlier, insecurity. There's a lot to learn about pride. Confidence is there. Assertiveness is there. Resolute conviction and clarity are there. A sense of being, a whole being, regardless of the others, is there. That kind of pride can make a person mentally healthy mentally whole, which could be true for a nation too. 
Shaping a perspective is a little bit like standing at the corner of a retainer wall that runs in two different directions and both having a different color. When you look down one side, you see the retainer wall is blue and you turn your head a bit and there you see another color orange maybe. The difference between the view is less than one-eighth of an inch really, the corner bead of the wall itself. Yet such a small shift can make a huge difference. Turn around and see if you cannot find another perspective. You'll probably have a sense of pride as you move toward it. And this is my voice.